Welcome to episode 69 of the Ben Briggs podcast. It, I am Ben Briggs. Fucking hell, Jesus, forgot my own intro there. Uh, let's start that again. Welcome to episode 69 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's Tuesday, Tuesday, the 31st of January, 2000, 2019, New Year's Eve only. It's not. It's two days later, people. It's Thursday at the moment. It is Thursday, the 2nd of January, 2000, 2020. Um, we're in the future, people. I'm sorry it's late. I've been uh, feeling a bit rough the last couple of days um, and um, haven't got around to doing it. I'm sorry. You know, like been doing various other bits, like keeping well, physically and mentally. Um, yeah, so this is it, people. We're in, uh, we're in 2020 now. I hope your new year has started well. Um, it's the trivialities of life that have got in the way for the lateness of this podcast. I'm so sorry about that, but we will be back on track on Saturday. That is one of my resolutions. I know I was, I know, I know I was uh, slagging off people who have res resolutions and all that sort of thing, but I've made a few myself. Um, and I know, I've seen all the people on social media doing an end of year review and stuff, and I'm not really, I don't know, there just seems something a little bit, weird about doing an end of year review for yourself like you're giving yourself a fucking i don't know like a uh a review of your performance for the year um almost like some sort of appraisal that you're giving yourself on how well you've done if you've set no goals at the start of the year and you achieve anything surely that's a good thing i don't know um so we're two days late i know i could have done better than I could have done better than this. Um, we can all be better people, can't we? Um, my end of year review, I know I've just been slagging it off as well. That's one, my hypocrisy there, people. Slagging it off and then uh, it's quite difficult as you get older. I find as you get older, like I still remember what I did in 1999 and most of the 90s. And then everything after that is a, um, is a bit of a blur. Everything blurs into each other, don't they? You try and be a better person. You fuck up every now and again. Some nights, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit too, um, too, uh, too true for me this week. But um, yeah, you try and be a nice person, don't you? And um, and sometimes you fuck up. But that that's what happens, isn't it? You just kind of make the same sort of fuck ups throughout life, and you think one day I'm going to learn from this. One day. Something is going to happen in my brain that connects that I can actually learn from this rather than still making the same mistakes that you've always made. Uh, yeah, so I'm feeling a bit rough. This is why uh, sweaty, you know, fucking ugh, horrible. So um, that's why it's late, people. But um, I hope your end of year reviews went well. It doesn't seem like the end of a decade to me. Um, it just doesn't. You know, 2019, it just, I don't know. When you think of the, you know, 20, the 2010s, what did they call him? The 20, 20 teens, 20, 20s, something like that. Just doesn't seem like a proper decade. Now we've got into the 2020s. It'll feel like a proper decade. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, like the 90s or the 80s or, you know, 
Although I imagine people in the um, 1880s called that the 80s. I don't know. There's none of them around, is there, to um, to ask these days. If there is, like, you know, they've got other things on their mind, I imagine. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, I'm, I'm, this is going to be a mishmash of an episode. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, what have I... Uh, we'll do a bit of an end-of-year review. Uh, one thing I've done, as you well know, is start this podcast. That's one thing I've actually got off my ass and done, albeit late. I hear you shouting out there, albeit late, yes. But at least I've got off my ass and uh, and done this a little bit, and it's building a little bit, which is quite nice. Um, thank you for your avid listenership, every avid listener out there. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, you just it's it's kind of like when you get, I don't know, it's been, it's been a decade where it's been one step forward, one step back, and then two, one and a half steps forward, and then, you know, one step back, and you're like half a half a step forward, possibly at the end of the decade. <laughs> but trying to, trying to make the most of this. Um, we'll do a bit of an end of year review, I suppose. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's um, It's been a funny old year. It's, it's had its ups and downs, hasn't it? You know, um, we're still here. I think that's the main thing that all of us have achieved who are still alive today. At least we're still here. So the potential of actually achieving something is there. You know, you can actually potentially achieve something um, because you're not out of the game quite yet. Think of all the people who are out of the game. I don't know. I can't even remember who's died this year. Who has died this year? That's more. That's my more more my sort of tempo, isn't it? Um, who has died? I'm not just talking um, in 2019. I'm not just talking uh, celebrities who died. It's always celebrities as well, isn't it? You don't get a listing unless you've uh, you've done something. You know, they're not going to say it's just like, you know, Bob Smith down the road died. Uh, celebrities who died in 2019. Any big ones? I can't remember. Jesus, it all fucking... All goes into one, doesn't it? Don Imus, this jockey Don Imus. This must be American sort of uh, related. Danny Alo. Oh, fucking didn't uh, Anthony Bourdain die? Carol Spinney, John Witherspoon, Diane Carroll, Eddie Money. I don't know a lot of these people. This must be very, very fucking. Um, Cameron Boyce, actor Cameron Boyce, known for his roles in Disney Channel's Jesse and Franchise Descenders, and Adam Sandler grown-ups movies, dying. Jesus, Rip Torn, yeah, I know. Beth Chapman, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few. <laughs> As it turns out, there's quite a few people. Beth Chapman was the uh, dog, the bounty hunter, um, woman, weren't she? Like that was his missus, big, buxom, fucking proper. She she was the archetypal. If you thought of a bounty hunter's wife, it would be the first person who would spring to mind would be Beth Chapman. And not just, you know, just the looks wise. You just imagine she would be some sort of bounty hunter's wife or, or a wrestler's wife or something. Grumpy cat. He died. That, that's a very um that's a very modern phenomenon. 
isn't it, that a cat who just looks grumpy and becomes memes and fucking has big followers on Instagram, he gets part of the lineup who died. Grumpy cat whose sourpuss became an internet sensation has died at age seven. Old for a cat? I don't know. I thought cats lived longer than that. Maybe it was the stress of his Instagram followers. According to her owners, posting on social media May the 17th, her owners wrote Grumpy experienced complications from a urinary tract infection and died peacefully in the arms of her mother on May the 14th. That's a bit weird, isn't it? I imagine the mother wasn't the cat. Um, Tim Conway. Doris Day. Doris Day, the honey voice singer and actress who's filmed Jesus. I, I thought she'd been dead for ages. Fucking loads of them. Sorry, I know this isn't interesting to you, but to me, who's still alive, you know, Nipsey Hussle, rapper Nipsey Hussle was shot and killed out. So it's still happening with the old rappers. Oh, yeah, Keith Flint, Luke Perry, yeah. Fucking, this is more my, that's more my generation. Keith Flint, Luke Perry, you know. Never mind, they're all gone. They're all gone, people, and it's just us lot left. And we can be as um, as smug about that as we like. Um, I don't know, like films of the year. Let's have a look. Films of the year. 2019. Uh, what have we seen? Let's have a look. I saw the new Star Wars the other day. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that was good. The Irishman, didn't think much of that. Avengers Endgame, that was good. Uh, Joker, obviously. That's got to be the film of the year that's come out, hasn't it? Joker. A.D. Astra. I don't even... I, I, just, I just don't like that because of the name. I haven't watched it. Uh, yeah, the film of the year's got to be Joker. Got to be Joker for me. It's up there with, like, it's like a fight clubby fucking, you know, mess your head up. Sort of like, while you're watching that, you don't want to watch that fucking on your own. Talking of things I've watched this week as well, um, even though that wasn't this week. Um, I'm just trying to strand things together for this episode, people. This is a filler episode, if anything, I think. Um, I'm just trying to get this out two days late as it is, but Saturdays will be out on Saturday. I know, you keep saying this, Ben, every time. I know. I know. The thing is, right... The viewing figures haven't really, viewing figures, the listening figures haven't really gone down that much when I release an, an episode and it's out late. So um, it kind of gives me the incentive to go, ah, fuck it. <laughs> which is one of my, uh, which is now one of my, um, um, going to be one of my um, uh, fucking resolutions for the year to actually get them out on time. I don't really want to record it like the day before though you know what i mean and then release it on the day if i'm busy that day because i like to keep things fresh people fresh but um yeah i can't even remember what i was talking about before this now oh uh, yeah things are, i've watched recently i don't know if you've seen it the bbc do some bloody good documentaries i tell you bit of tea there uh, yeah, the BBC do some bloody, bloody good documentaries. I've watched two really good documentaries. Um, Michael Hutchins one on the BBC. Uh, I forget what it's called, but um, Hutchins documentary. Um, yeah, I watched that. I wasn't really ever into In Excess. Mystify, Mystify, that's what it's called, Michael Hutchins. If you haven't seen it, 
Um, it's on YouTube. Uh, oh, no, that's a trailer. But if you haven't seen it, it's on the BBC iPlayer. You can watch it on there called Mystify Michael Hutchins. Um, it kind of, like, um, just tracks through, like, obviously, like any documentary, all the way through from uh, when he sort of, like, uh, started off and how he made it and um, then, obviously, the tragic end of him, like, killing himself, which um, seems a little uh, self-indulgent, but... Um, yeah, it was quite a, like, sad figure, really, um, by the end, you know, because he, in excess, like, I was never into their music. Um, it was all a little bit too, I don't know, U2-y for me. You know, like, it's the long-haired front man taking his fucking top off, dancing around the stage and shit. Like, he was very, like, in some of the early footage, he looked very Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger's got a lot to answer for, but it was that, like, I don't know, that late sort of, like, 80s, 90, early 90s, you know, late 80s, early 90s sort of thing before Brit, Britpop and um, uh, grunge came around. You know, grunge, obviously, first, and then Britpop. Um, and it wasn't really my sort of cup of tea. I was, like, quite young at that age, I think. I don't know, about 10 or 11, I think. Like, yeah. 77 I was born, so, you know, it kind of passed me by. And then by the time I got to my teenage years, um, Grunge was out and Nirvana, and then obviously that ended. Uh, and then Britpop came along with Oasis, Blur, Pulp, people like that. So I got more into that sort of thing. Um, and never really took any interest in In Excess. Don't really, still don't, like some of the songs, like I was listening to some of the songs and they're all a bit, grandiose i don't know you know they're just a bit too too deep maybe i don't know but uh the documentary is really interesting i would definitely recommend uh watching it uh noel gallagher comes across as a bit of a cunt but i think because he says um uh he makes a quote at some awards i think it was the brit awards or something and he says has been should never be giving awards to Gunnabies. Um, and you can see uh, Michael Hutchins is a little bit fucking deflated by that. But um, apparently there's a backstory to that that I didn't know. as Because I've Googled it and having a look on forums and because I'm quite a Noel Gallagher fan, um, that Michael Hutchins was slagging uh, Oasis off before um, that ceremony, apparently. So that was the reaction to that, which they which they left out of the documentary, whether that's true or false or whatever, they definitely left it out of the documentary. So, um, you know, they didn't address that. If Obviously, if it's false, then there's no need to include it <laughs> at all. So I watched that, and then I watched the uh, Liam Gallagher documentary, also on the BBC. American people out there, get on the BBC documentaries, man, on the iPlayer website. If you can get... If you can get it in your region, region, that's it, isn't it? It's like DVDs, isn't it? Uh, let's have a bit of tea. Yeah, that was always a weird thing with the. I never understood that, why there's like region one and region two DVDs. Why they're different, why they can't just make everything universal. Is Blu-ray universal? I don't know. I've got an Xbox, but I never buy Blu-rays because they're too expensive for my viewing pleasure. 
Um, so I watched, yeah, the Liam Gallagher documentary, um, which is really interesting. And at times he looks like really vulnerable in it, which is quite a new sort of like slant on what he actually, you know, what he's usually like. Because uh, you remember, you know, you just remember seeing that sort of like confident, you know, swaggering 90s figure where everything was going right for him. And after uh, setting up the band, obviously, BDI, that tanked a little bit. And you thought he was sort of like dead and gone. Kind of like a Robbie Williams figure, even though he probably wouldn't uh, like that analogy. But uh, you thought he was sort of like dead and gone. And then um, comes back with two cracking albums. Uh, I think the uh, the documentary is called As You Were. Um, I think it's called that. Yeah, because it's after the fucking As You Were documentary. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like how he's, um, like how the split up of Oasis, as it was, sorry, that's it, isn't it? As it was. Um, <coughs> sorry, a bit of a cough coming out there. Jesus, Ben, what are you doing? Yeah, so it's sort of like tracks back from, um, it's really interesting, tracks back from um, sort of like the, the end of Oasis and then all the way through um, from, like, when he set up BDI and then just, like, set up on his own, doing his own thing, and the release of those two albums. And at times in that, it's quite an interesting sort of, like, he seems to have changed, like, his missus seems to have changed him a little bit. She seems to be, like, a supportive role model behind that. Um, but it's really interesting. I'll check it out. American people, if you can get the BBC, I don't know if you can. Um, let me know about whether you can get that or not. Who knows? I imagine you can. It's like BBC iPlayer, but whether it's in your, whether you can, because there's certain websites I can't access, I think. Like, or when you get that weird thing when you go to YouTube and it says, uh, this content is not available. I don't know whether it's the same thing for you, whether that works like that, or whether you, all the Americans are out there going, no, we watch the BBC all the time. It's fine. Um, it would be worth Googling that, isn't it? Can you watch BBC iPlayer in USA? Here we go. Must be able to. You can watch for free. Yeah, that, yeah, it's for free if you use a VPN. However, many VPNs are blocked by the BBC. Ah, BBC content is available online via BBC iPlayer. This includes content from BBC One and other BBC channels. Unblock BBC iPlayer outside UK. Oh, right. How to watch BBC live and free. Fuck. So you have to pay for that shit, do you? You can watch BBC iPlayer for free in the USA if you use a VPN. I don't know what that is. VPNs encrypt your traffic, preventing your activity from being monitored by hackers. Your ISP. ISP. Internet service. However, they have another major benefit. Allowed to change your IP address to stream. But BBC content is available online via B. This includes content from BBC. Oh, right, okay. I imagine that's because, um, is that something to do with, uh, because the BBC is funded uh, by uh, TV licenses? And if you haven't, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It comes up, have you got a fucking TV license on the iPlayer? So, yeah, American people, you might miss out on that. But I'm sure you can get it, like, um, I'm sure you can get it on these fucking sites like putlocker or whatever not that i use that site i don't use that one um but i know people who do um 
But um, yeah, check out those two. I think I talked about the two popes the other day. I watched that. That was quite good as well. And I've just got into, I don't know if you've got this. Um, I know this seems like a fucking review of what's on Netflix and BBC iPlayer at the minute. But um, I, uh, I've i just got into um, Messiah. Ah, I'm on the third episode. It's now, what, quarter to nine at night. I'm on the third episode uh, and it is paused on my TV. Uh, I've just got um, got watching that. It's actually quite a good idea. Like a modern day Jesus-y type guy who's come back, who would be instantly shot, I imagine. This is not, um, you know, there's too much divergence in all the religions, isn't there? You know, people of the same religion fucking fighting and killing each other. You think of all all the different types of fucking... Uh, different types of um, uh, Christians there are or Muslims they are, you know, just that little tiny little tweak of something that they don't believe in and these do. It's almost like the running off with a shoe thing in um, in the life of Brian, isn't it? But um, it sort of uh, picks up um, and uses like ISIS, I think. I think the guy's meant to be like a, a Muslim, but it says he's originally uh, a Jewish guy. And um, it it picks up with that whole ISIS, ISIL, Daesh, whatever thing, like are attacking a town, and then like he uh, he gets rid of them with a sandstorm or something like that. It's very sort of like Old Testament. It starts, um, but they're all fucking interrelated anyway, aren't they? All the religions and shit. They're all a little bit, you know, they're all a little bit similar. Um, so it sort of like picks up like a modern day thing. So there's people like filming. And shit like that when he's doing like little miracles and shit. But it's actually quite interesting. And how um like things people like the CIA and the you know, covert people are trying to like track him and shit like that. Anyway, so so imagine how the Romans were. Um I don't I I'm not sure whether the Romans had CIA or not. <laughs> they must have had some sort of sort of special forces. They couldn't just be like normal soldiers just going around all the time. They must have had some sort of SAS. You never hear about that, do you? Special, uh, I know there's geeks out there going, actually, Ben, uh, this was the fucking legion that were the special forces or whatever, just little Romans with fucking balaclavas on. They had a different sort of sword or something. I don't know. I don't know, people. I'm not here. I'm not here to give you all the answers, am I? Clearly, you know, I'm here to, here to fill time today, aren't we? Uh, but I would watch that definitely. That's one of the, um, I don't know what the best, uh, best Netflix, best, best Netflix of 2019. Let's do this. 2019. So yeah. And, uh, oh dear. According to Esquire. Oh fuck. I haven't seen any of this. Queer Eye season three. That's not really. 46 of the best Netflix series uh, to binge watch in 2019. I don't know. This is not real. This is less. This is The Witcher. I haven't watched that yet. That's only just come out anyway, isn't it? The Crown. I watched that. Yeah, yeah. The Crown's good. Uh, Queer Eye. We're in Japan. Yeah, it doesn't really. Oh, yeah. And Black Mirror. Yeah. That's probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We can, we can do that all day, can't we? We can do that all day. Um. What are we on? Let's have a little look. 
23 minutes, people. 23 minutes. Right, let's have a look at, um, see if there's any, let's get, close the uh, dead relative, uh, dead fucking celebrities page down. Jesus, don't want them fucking staring at you all the time, do you? Uh, how to, uh, here we are, stuff in the news. Uh, how to survive the apocalypse, according to British preppers. Now, we've got British preppers over here now. I wasn't aware of this. This is strictly an American phenomenon. Our, our uh, colonial cousins over there. Preppers are often seen as tin fat hoil wearing members of a doomsday cult, but many have celebrated Christmas just like the rest of us. Well, yeah, I imagine so, yeah. Uh, the survivalist movement is broad enough to include those who build up provisions for a minor power cut through to those who build, well, yeah, build nuclear bunkers. They're the fucking proper ones, aren't they? You know. Now, three self-identifying preppers, people who prepare for major emergencies. That must be gloomy, though. I've told Metro.co.uk how they ready themselves for flu pandemics, water shortages, natural disasters, and more. We asked each of them to tell us why ordinary Brits should follow their lead. Here's John Hughes, 44. Gym worker John Hughes admits his prepping is seen by some as elitist. I don't know. And others as barking man. But the former servicemen, they're all fucking been in the army. And they most of these people have fucking been in the army uh, from Wales is all set for any number of scenarios from his hilltop home in mold. Surely you want to be underground. You don't want to be on a hilltop, surely. I don't know precisely. I joined the army in 1991 and it teaches you to prepare for literally everything. Yeah, being shot by people. Uh, but for actually placing preparations down, I would say early 2015. He's only been doing it four years. Jesus. What's he got? A cupboard full of Alka-Seltzer. I've also done a course in, in the military to evade, resist and extract, along with many survival and bushcraft courses. That's not going to help you. Bushcraft courses in, a, in an apocalypse where everything is fucking, you know obliterated outside you need the food inside you need like to surely you know tape up the windows stop that radiation getting in i don't know i'm not prepared for anything i'm not i'm not even prepared for a fucking power cut i haven't got you know i haven't got candles or anything like that i'm not i'm not i'm not prepared for life people anything at all you know i'm not prepared for my fridge breaking down or my uh, fucking, one of my taps dripping, let alone all this shit. And I will be the one knocking on those doors, won't I? Oh, can you just uh, lend us a, you know, something that's going to keep me alive? No, you should have been prepared. That's what they'll be like. They're going to be the worst sort of people. The I told you so's after the apocalypse. Uh, what should the average Brit be doing to prepare? to prepare? This is what we do in Britain. I don't know stockpiling on tea is it you know tea and sugar having enough milk um this is a simple one the average brit needs to think i'm not suggesting for a moment that they are thick what i'm suggesting is what they should think about what happens if the power goes off the water does just come doesn't just come out of the tap so that's it that's hardly like the americans is there just sitting around you guys are prepared you've got guns and shit uh, just ask yourselves the questions. Everyone is different, so just consider a few scenarios. What are you most concerned by? In my opinion, we're looking at power outages and things like that. If you consider if the power goes out, it might be a minor inconvenience. 
But what about if you pop down the supermarket and they're shut because of that power outage? People get desperate. You need to think about longer-term power shutdowns. That's what you need to think about. Get one of them fucking stoves. You know, one of those, like, gas bottle stoves that you go camping with. Take that out with you. The average person didn't think about if the power goes down mainstream. You can't flush the toilet. It wasn't hard for me. Yeah, you can take a shit in the garden if it comes to it, surely. If it wasn't hard for me to prep for that stuff, everyone can. I'm always keen on iron for natural disasters, flooding, for example, and it doesn't have to affect me. I'm keeping an eye on my loved ones as well. He's doing it for everybody. It's about three or four people they've interviewed for this. Let's scan down. Jesus. Uh, what are you most concerned by? The next one, a flu pandemic. Jesus Christ, she's fucking... What's she doing? Walking around with some Vicks vapor rub in her pocket at all times? A flu pandemic, which would mean that basic lights, hospitals, emergency services, water treatment plants, power plants could all be offline as people stay at home sick. It's the same thing. Get some water in, innit? Get some water in, some fresh water bottles. Keep you going for a couple of days. Bit of pot noodle. That's when that'll come in handy, won't it? Pot noodle. Author and artist. Here we go. I don't know. What a way to end the episode on uh, potential. Uh, that could happen this year, couldn't it? 2020 could be the year. 2020 doomsday prophecies. Let's have a look at this. Jesus, if I can say it. Doomsday. I oh, know I'm Googling a lot this episode. Doomsday prophecy. That's not easy to spell, is it? Yeah, there we are. P-H-E. Why, po why Pope's 2020's resignation? What? In 2020? year Final piece of Pope's 2020 resignation will fulfill 900-year-old doomsday prophecy. We're on about this woman again from last week, aren't we? Look, Jesus. The 83-year-old became head of the Catholic Church. Oh, fuck off. Adverts, and it? It's always adverts popping up. We're back to that woman, Baba. Baba Venga or whatever it is. One of the Venga boys. Um, that is episode 69. Thank you for sticking with it, people. Um, we're going to cut it off there. Uh, I will be back on Saturday. Um, I hope you have a good week, which is basically uh, tomorrow. And then I'll speak to you on Saturday. Uh, have a good rest of your week, people. Uh, and I'll speak to you then, motherfuckers. Take care. Bye.